The dub fod returns for yet another ride. Another hour of entertainment under their belts. Another podcast to brag to their friends about. Look at us, big shits with our podcast. You don't have a podcast, you sack of crap. Oh, you do? Well, ours is better. How do you follow that up, Mike? I, I did. I, it came off bad, Travis. WFOD begins now. WFOD. My name is Mike. I am joined by the king of pranks, the albino alligator, the duke of denim, Mr. Travis Hulse. Hello. Guys, coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to actor Jeff Bosley. Jeff Bosley, an interesting guy, Travis. Did a whole bunch yeah, of stuff. And now what a he's, treat. He's acting. He's, uh, you know, he's uh, pretending to be other people. Yeah, um, in a return guest, uh, uh, a favorite of ours. So Had him a couple years. Trevor, you know, last time we talked to Jeff, uh, as soon as I, I we got off the phone with him, it seems like, I started watching something that had commercials in it, and they were was commercials for Bosley, the, the hair oh, the replacement hair thing. Yep. And I didn't <clears throat> put it together, but Jeff fucking Bosley is in those commercials predominantly Travis and I was seeing yes? the, yeah so there has to be some kind of connection maybe it's his dad that invented it or something but he's got an amazing head of hair well yeah because he got fucking hair transfer or something uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that but my guess is Travis we're I'm not sure we'll ask, definitely ask him about that we're not right, going to ask him about it we're going to forget <laughs> it, so every time I always saw the Bosley commercials I always thought about uh, Tom Bosley wasn't he like the dad in Happy Days or something? He was in some other show that was like pretty big. Travis, I got to tell you something. Please. Uh, I saw a thing today that disturbed me a little bit, and I'm hoping it disturbs you too, uh, because uh, apparently we're making our own mosquitoes now. Cause, uh, oh, we're creating them? We're, we're making our own genetically modified mosquitoes. Uh, I don't know why we're doing this, Travis. Now, what you might say is... Oh, okay, I get it. They're they're making the mosquitoes to to combat the other mosquitoes that have bad stuff. But why don't we just kill those mosquitoes? Why are we well, making the, more mosquitoes, Travis? We don't really want to do either of those, right? Because isn't like aren't mosquitoes like a bat's main source of nutrients? Uh, get some fake bat food, Travis. I, I got clips from the mosquito lab please play the clips i want to say really quick that i use a service every summer because mosquitoes in my area are horrendous so i use a place a place called mosquito escape they come uh in about every three weeks during mosquito season and they spray my goddamn trees all these bushes and anything that's going to spawn mosquitoes to try to get them out of here because if we didn't use that service, which we've been using about three, four years, you can't walk outdoors. Yeah, you can't go outside. There's too many goddamn mosquitoes. Too I bet many. Mosquito Escape fucking loves these people making more goddamn mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. Create more. We, we need more business. I bet they fund them. I bet they capture the mosquitoes, Travis, and they take them to this guy, and they say, hey, unleash these mosquitoes again. That, can you can you genetically modify these mosquitoes to be unkillable, please? <laughs> Well, no, see, they, they want to kill the mosquitoes so that they can show you the big pile of mosquitoes and say, look at all these mosquitoes we killed. You got to leave some that are unkillable so their service is required over and over and over again, right? Like, so it's like their service will take out most of them, yeah. but they got to come back to get the rest. Yeah, they got to get the ones that really like to fuck. That's right. That's, that's part of it, Travis. They get the mosquitoes that like fucking. 
they're like rabbits of the insect world. And I'm at the world's biggest mosquito factory for the World Mosquito Program. We're making in here 30 million mosquitoes a week. Come have a look. 30 million a week, Travis. Unleashing them on cities, these motherfuckers. These fucking people, this is worse than whoever created the COVID in a lab. Like people <laughs> creating more mosquitoes. This is bullshit. There's no upside to this. You might wonder, what do we feed all these mosquitoes here? Well, I can tell you, we've got the good stuff in here. On the top shelf, literally, we've got the blood. They love it. No shit, they love it. That's why we hate them. Yeah. They're feeding them blood and making them thirsty so that they expect a certain amount, Travis. So then when they unleash them, they just go crazy. Motherfucker, I will ramp up that deet to 100%. I'll go into that fucking mosquito factory like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Commando, and I will unload that deet all up in that bitch. When this bacteria called Wolbachia gets introduced into the mosquito, it stops their ability to transmit dengue. We release mosquitoes that have Wolbachia. Now they go and mate, and Wolbachia gets passed into the wild mosquito population. If we're going to control these diseases in all the tropical cities of the world, um, it's going to require a lot of mosquitoes. No, we need less mosquitoes. Kill yeah, the mosquito. What's the name of the place that you call, Travis? Mosquito Escape. Give them the Ukraine money. Give Mosquito Escape all the money. And just say, make a whole lot of that stuff you make for Travis's backyard and just get fucking boats and and planes and spray it everywhere and eradicate these motherfuckers you you figure out who is the the biggest disciple of oppenheimer and you figure out how to drop that mosquito (laughs) h-bomb on the entire world and take all them fucking things out and so anybody who's like pro mosquito like oh it's a bat food source or or, uh, oh, you can't do that. You'll fuck up the food chain. Why aren't they also saying, don't make fake mosquitoes that, that and unleash them on cities? Like, why are you doing, why aren't you saying that? Humans have always fucked everything up, right? So, like, humans in a lab creating a disgusting insect that everybody hates and causes disease and sucks blood and causes allergic reactions. Humans are going to make something that's much, much worse than the actual natural mosquito. I think we just need to get rid of us, Travis. That's probably pretty <laughs> accurate. We fuck up everything as a species. Just make some mosquitoes that'll just take us all out. Just be yeah, done with it. Yeah, you're right. They're doing the opposite of what they should be doing. And should, instead of c- controlling the diseases, they need to make much more powerful diseases to give to the human population. I I hate us, Travis. We're making fake mosquitoes we're assholes. You you know the band Little Hurricane that we like? The one that, god damn it, every time I see a fucking social media post for these people, I get so angry because I remember everybody giving me so much shit for pitching them when we had them on the show years ago. You're probably talking 20, yeah. what, 15? And I said, what if you guys were in a story about how you guys met on Craigslist, which they did. Yeah. And then what if it was just that you needed a drummer, which he did? Yeah. And then what if you guys fell in love and that was the story? And they were like, uh, and it uh, was like uh, si- silence. It was yeah. fucking silence. Yeah. And guess what? Now they're married and have a child. I so every time I see children, a post from that, Travis, and who now? Their, uh, their music, Travis, they just put out a new album a couple weeks ago. Um, they they've gone in a strange direction. Their their whole new album is for children. It's all nursery rhymes. That's interesting. It, it, yeah, I I saw that they had a new album. And I was excited about it because I like the band. I like their music a lot. Yeah, they sound good. And then, uh, like I was listening to the first song, and it was like the three little pigs. And uh, what are you doing here? And like the next song was three blind mice. And I was like, 
Wait a second. What's going on here? And that's what they did, Travis. They just made a whole album for children. Did they not specify that that was what their new album was? No, it's just there with the other albums. Hey, we got a new album out. We're not going to tell you it's for kids. Right. Adult fans of ours. It's like uh, the old woman in the shoe, Travis. I'm like, I don't want to listen to the goddamn old women in the shoe. That's a trick. That's a fucking trick. They did that. They're like, oh, all these people who like our music are going to get this. And then people are pissed. You'd be a different name, I think, right? What was the other? Was the Verve Pipe the ones that did that? They started making songs for kids. The I, Verve Pipe th- did that. There's a there's a precedence for this. Yeah, I think the Verve Pipe went strictly uh, songs about forgetting your homework and stuff. It's it's real off putting, Travis. You, the guys, <laughs> villains and the freshmen, and the, and then. Like you get their next album and it's like, I'm late for school and I forgot my homework and my locker's jammed. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Walked out of school, wish I could just go have some fun, but I got the too many hours of homework. They're trying to they're trying to appeal to that uh, Disney crowd, trying to get onto one of those. Uh, uh, like the Jesse show. There's or, a big uh, fucking market for that, though. I bet it's probably a smart. Oh, hell move, yeah, actually. Now yeah, I but I mean, it. don't turn on your audience, right? At least give them a heads up. Like, yo, this might not be for you. We're trying to get on. Maybe that they. So, maybe they did, Travis. Maybe they. We're they trying to get on that. So Raven or whatever. Put out a post that I didn't see. It should be a disclaimer on the very <laughs> front of the album. That should be the what cover of it. <laughs> what you are about to hear is not our normal music. We are trying to get on the Loud House on the Disney Channel. I guess uh, in the age of streaming, it doesn't really cost you anything to learn the lesson, Travis. You just you pop it on and you listen to a couple songs. You're like, well, this is about uh, fairies. and and Yeah, unless a motherfucker bought it on iTunes because they don't use Spotify. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then no, like, you're right. Spent 10 bucks on this album. Fucking worthless. I ain't playing this shit for my kids. It sucks even for kids. <laughs> I don't think Little Hurricane's coming back on the show, Travis. I don't think they're coming. That's all right. I'm still pissed at them for fucking poo-pooing my idea, and then they ended no, up No, I think they probably took it under advisement, Travis, and I'm pretty well, sure... they should give me credit for it, then. They're both really good-looking people, Travis. I'm pretty sure they were already thinking about it. They just didn't want to tell it. Tell anybody. That's bullshit. They weren't ready yet. <laughs> I was early. I was like that comedian when a couple is sitting in the front row, and I say... Oh, you guys are a couple, huh? Uh, you said I love you yet, and they haven't, and it made them feel real comfortable. But then they thought about it, and then within a week, they say I love you to each other. Yeah, you're a you're a Cupid. Mm-hmm. You're you're podcasting's <clears throat> number one Cupid. Yeah, I'm shooting my arrow all over this audience, guys. What we're gonna do? Speaking of good looking people, Travis, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk to Jeff Bosley, hot man. He's a hot man. Look him up. Look into those goddamn eyes. You know what I'm saying, Travis? Mm-hmm. That square jaw. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? God, uh, I should really work out. One of the Call of Duties, Travis, they saw a picture of Jeff Bosley and they said, we should make one of our, our characters look like him. And then they were like, fuck it. Let's make all of the characters look like him. <laughs> Like he was on billboards, Travis, in the Call of Duty games because they made they made him a Call of Duty man. Guys, we'll be back. Here is Mike with a quick update on the WFOD Hollywood Fantasy League. We got to keep 86% of Spider-Man's $226 million for 194 points. That's great. What's not so great is Transformers 42%, although it did make 61 million clams and for a fourth round pick. That ain't bad. Flash comes out this weekend, so we'll have an idea where Team Fowler's at after this week. Hi, I'm Travis from WFOD, the show that you're listening to right now and hopefully sincerely enjoying. We do our best every week to provide you with quality entertainment, and we're glad you joined us for this show. But... Wouldn't it be great if you could listen to your favorite podcast whenever you wanted? Introducing Podcast Timeshares by WFOD. With Podcast Timeshares, you can enjoy this episode, 
the next episode or any past episode that's currently available on our RSS feed whenever you choose. You want to take WFOD with you to the beach? Podcast timeshares. Heard that Marin had on Krusty the Clown and wanted to share it with your grandma during your President's Day get-together? Podcast timeshares. That's right. With podcast timeshares, you can listen to your favorite podcasts at the office, at the gym, and on the go whenever you want. Save on podcast fees and bundle your favorite shows however you see fit. Aren't able to listen when you want? Podcast Timeshares is fully transferable. For a small maintenance fee. Stop paying for podcasts only to be forced to listen whenever they want you to. Podcast Timeshares by WFOD. Find your freedom. If this amazing opportunity sounds like it's right for you, call 636-487-4263. We have operators standing by with more information about this unique service offered only by WFOD. Oh, yeah. Ooh, ah, cinch. What the uh, hell are you doing? What? Ah, dude. Weenie roast. Are oh, you fed up, man? One o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock shop. Four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock shop. Seven o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock sell. Gonna hustle around the clock tonight. The clock strikes one. Three. Gonna try to find me something free. Gonna hustle around the clock tonight. Gonna hustle till the dawn daylight. Gonna hustle, gonna hustle, gonna hustle around the clock tonight. Yes, yes, of course. Go to your grocer right now. How are you? you not already on this. <laughs> I didn't know this. How did you miss this one, Travis? You don't think I'd be all? I'm going tomorrow to the gro- my local grocer and buying out their Fugola. Once again. WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Back, our guest tonight is a former Green Beret firefighter turned actor. You can keep up with him on his podcast, The Land of Boz, available wherever you get podcasts. Jeff Bosley returns to the program. Can, hey guys, can you hear us? <laughs> what with that badass uh, cowboy promotional picture that you have as your uh, Zoom awesome. avatar? Pretty nice, pretty nice. Isn't that awesome. <laughs> I try to be continuity. It's, yeah. it's, the, it's the angry cowboy from a. It's actually from that movie. <laughs> when Jeff. I was young and, and when I was just young, basically. <laughs> Jeff, something crazy oh. happened yesterday. I was listening oh. to your most recent podcast episode. Oh, God, that's so cool. <laughs> and you uh, recommended a DC cartoon movie. Yes. And I was meeting my friend because we, we go to this bar on Monday nights and do bar trivia and just hang out and have dinner and stuff. You do? And yeah, and I was early. Travis. I didn't know this. I was early. And so we I, talk every week for the last 10 years. I didn't know you do bar trivia every week. <laughs> well, I, it's we've exposed this really new this new thing. It's like a dumb thing to do while you have dinner with your friend. Travis. Well, it's fun. not like a big like deal. why wouldn't you share that though? Who, who like cuz who gives a shit? I have dinner I with do. my friend. Apparently we all do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice thing to know about anyway, your buddy who you talk to once a week. <laughs> I got to tell Jeff the the crazy thing that happened. He he right. he recommended a DC cartoon movie 
And I was early to bar trivia. And so I just went into a Dollar Tree to like dick around for 10, 15 minutes before I went to the bar. It was there on Blu-ray. Dollar Tree had oh flashpoint 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 that's so good sitting there inside the door and it was like right after jeff said that i should see it i was like i need royalties well shit shit, i have to buy this for a dollar right that it was literally a dollar at the dollar that's that's like that john cusack movie uh with kate beckinsale uh uh, serendipity Serendipity, yeah yeah. holy crap so have you watched it yet no it's still in the pack i bought it yesterday i'm so so excited it was it was crazy because like I'd never that even is, heard that this is freaky because that's not like it's it's not like I just said Avatar or like go get that you know like it's not <laughs> like it should be sitting <laughs> well, around right. everywhere that came out in what probably 2015 14 something like that that's if that yeah it's been a hot minute because well, I know that's crazy. Point, the the Flashpoint story that it's based on I know was like 2011 because that's what yeah D- in the comics yeah right, the actual reset, run reset the DCU from original continuity to the new 52 it's a, well, I was that, looking for a copyright a, date travis so i could answer your question for you oh, 2013 is what it says there 13. we go oh yeah no so kidding. a couple of years after the 2011 God, that's crazy it's, why is it in the dollar store 10 years later it's just, it's just weird yeah and so i had never heard it existed and then like i i probably was pulling into the parking lot when you were talking about it and then i went in there and it was there it was so weird now that is I'm not just like placating you. That is that is yeah. creepy. And I don't have this <laughs> that is, that I don't is unsettling. Have this, this connection that you do to it, Mike, but for a dollar twenty-five, I would have bought two copies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's legit. I after I after I did that episode, I went and watched it with Betty to educate her before we go see the flash. So I'm like Of course. Force kind of giving her the cliff notes of, of what to prepare for the flash. It, you know, and I love to see what they did, you know, just from the trailers. Obviously, you can't see a whole lot, but just yeah. the fact that changing changing the Superman character to the Supergirl character and that kind of thing, too. But like seemingly remaining true to the story is is a really yeah. cool thing. I'm very excited to see having it. rewatched when and I don't want to spoil it now that you've now that you have your your DVD. But um, you can tell there's like a at pretty much the halfway mark. They kind of don't follow the flashpoint paradox, but they definitely used it as an outline. You can tell for sure. Oh, sure. There's a big uh, this isn't a spoiler, but the whole Wonder Woman Aquaman that isn't even a thing. Like, yeah, but that would be that, which is a bummer. That would have been awesome to see on screen. Yeah, oh <laughs> would have been God. really cool. Yeah, that'd be world end, world, world ender. Yeah, because yeah. that's that's the thing about that 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 animated movie is like it really does encapsulate because I think it was like an eight issue miniseries. Yeah, they got it all. They, they really it. encapsulated yeah. it all in like a one yeah. one hour and ten minute thing. Like, well, now really I guess there's it. a new Justice League rated R cartoon that just like released a couple days ago or something like that. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I just saw some like random on a couple accounts I follow. They're, they mentioned a new Justice League two-hour feature cartoon that's like straight up rated R. Yeah, those D- those DC animated films have been really good for a long time. I think the only one that I thought fell a little bit short just because they had to pad the runtime was the killing joke and adding the subplot of Batman sleeping with Batgirl. I was yes. a little bit put off by that. Yes, that was a little weird. I know exactly <laughs> yeah. the scene you're talking about. Now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, there more, was... more or less the DC animated, it seems like, oh, I'm again, we all know there's probably like 9 million reasons behind the scenes, but they've pretty much like, Got a whole arsenal of movies. Just just go make those right. into your DC movies. Those yeah. things are so amazing. Yeah, like they're, they're rated PG thirteen. So There's good. some that are rated R. Just copy and paste. Like it's not like. The amount of people that kill to watch those that don't even know they exist. Yeah, there's that one. The you know I, they they did it before, but it was the uh, death in the family. It was like the Red Hood coming back yep. or whatever. But it was like very short, so they had like a couple of like short films tied to them, like yeah. right with it. And yeah. one of the most amazing things I've ever seen from DC was the, uh, the death short that was tagged on to, uh, the death in the family deal. It was like, just like death from Sandman. Oh, so yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, she yeah. meets okay, that, that dude in the bar yeah. and everything. And it was just like that more so than the actual main story. Like that yeah. 10, 15 minute thing was just like, so unbelievable. Yeah, they, don't, they don't pull any punches in the right one. Like some, sadly it's tied to rating, but the rated R ones are pretty intense. Like yeah. they're pretty solid. I, I forgive me which one it is where Joker laughs himself to death. Like he chokes himself to this. Is that, is that oh, dark yeah, Knight returns or dark Knight? The yeah, dark Knight rises. Or is that that two part? Frank Miller. I think it's a two part Frank Miller. That, okay. The, the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Part two. I, think, like, yeah. I mean, it's pretty. And then I in, in yeah, in Flashpoint, you're gonna see some some 
heinous murders. Yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> certainly do. <laughs> they do not like if they like, if people were all pissy and whiny about the Ben Affleck killing people. I'm like, wow, go watch Flashpoint Paradox. <laughs> just, it's just, just just wait. It's world. It's like Saving Private Ryan opening, but for the whole movie. Wait, like, yeah. this just, is not, oh, this is only PG 13. Yeah, they don't they, they they adhere to it. I don't know what the okay. rules are because it's cartoon, maybe, but like if that's the PG thirteen, I'm at the R's are like they're definitely uh <laughs> they don't pull punches. No. Jeff, it happens that if you if you start talking DC comics, Travis will just shoot his hooks out and, and grab you and then you I will the not, damn time I will not I don't even know. Oh wait, I <laughs> see I had something set up for earlier today because I, I thought we were I was doing a video for another one, but they're also just doing audio. But yeah. so check this out. So in this back corner right there is a oh you can't see it I had it well lit, but I mean I got my little Frank Miller from oh that beautiful yeah, that's Love cool it. from that Love Frank it. Miller comic. Well, that sets you back a good hundo or this sounds really pompous. I don't recall. I was oh. working a job in San Francisco. Where I was actually making the most money I've made in my life. And I actually didn't have to balance my checkbook for the first time in my life. Like, <laughs> so I actually, like, that was the time I was like, I'm going to buy things because this job I know is very short-lived. I'm going to get out of debt. I'm going to buy the things that I normally wouldn't buy because I'm always broken starving. So that's what, when I bought that, I was somewhere See, in San Francisco. you're just going into comic book shops and, and swinging it around. Huh? Like, yeah, you know, I was like, hey, you you know, look at me. I, I'm a former military contractor. Just let me buy stuff. <laughs> that's the one thing that, you know, I've, I've, not to like flow my own boat have been kind of in that place for a while where I'm just like, Oh, if I kind of like, if I want this little figure, I'll buy it. If I want this, but we just were recently in uh, the twin cities um, on vacation to the mall of America. And we swung into a comic shop and it was pretty much on display, but I know I could have bought it. It was uh and I can't remember the studio that created it, but it was like a two foot tall uh, as bats, like Jean Paul Valley, Batman, uh, like a nightfall Batman. It was like a two foot tall, like statue yeah. That was just like the perfect, it was, it was just un, unbelievable. And I was like talking to the guy, I'm like, that statue is amazing. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty great. We got it. It was like a limited run of however, however many. And I was like, well, if you were going to sell that, what would you sell that for? And I think he said something like 1500 bucks. And I was like, oh, oh well, I guess Christ. that's never mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luckily, because in the San Francisco job, I was also living equally small. So my yeah. apartment was quite small. So I actually had no room to put crap. So that's oh, probably sure. what that was <laughs> that like. A, it was like a forced filter of what I could actually come home with. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and no then I, after that this. job, I went back to totally starving actor, but I owned a house. But it was basically I just had a bunch of empty rooms. Because I didn't have the money to put anything in the rooms. <laughs> Shit just so was like, I can't time up. it right. My timing is just really off. Like, just give me the job right. where I can spend the ridiculous money to fill yeah, my house that I now put, have. Now I'm just like, where can I cram this thing in the corner? And, well, and yeah, Travis, a lot has happened with Jeff since the last time we talked to him. So you How were in been, LA. Mike? I think it's been at least four years, four or five years. years. Yeah. And I remember you're not in LA now. You, you, I, I think you moved to Georgia and now you're somewhere else. I am. I, I had enough of a career and I use that word loosely, but because of COVID one good thing that came a good thing that came from it is in-person auditions are less a re requisite. Like if you're going in and doing the newbie thing, you, oh, you still did, probably you have tape to go yourself there and, now, right? You just send them a videotape. Yeah. It's called self tape. And so that helps a lot. And so I moved to Georgia cause the LA was killing my soul and Atlanta <laughs> is becoming like the LA 2.0. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of was a day late. TV Tons of TV, Atlanta? like the uh, like a coffee shop I went to was like where they're always shooting The Walking Dead. Well, we're shooting The Walking Dead. All the Marvel studios are there. So yeah, what? tons of stuff is being shot there. And how sad though, like you know, LA is kind of the place, and most most of the conversation that I hear from people is that LA is sucking the life out of them. But they yeah, kind of ha it, almost have yeah. to be there because that's where the industry is. And what what a what a depressing thought that I have to be in a place that I hate <laughs> yeah. to do this job that I love. <laughs> I w yeah. And that's exactly it. I just, I, I, I went there and I, I don't regret it, but I know I went in there doing a marathon at a sprint pace and I knew sure. it was going to nearly kill me and it nearly did. And, um, just with the timing of the pandemic, I had enough of a career that I, I went to Atlanta to like, I, I, I what I got in Atlanta for a house, like a grown up big boy adult, like not in Atlanta, like a small town, sure, to be yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, within, I had a grown up big boy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, had a, I was a grown up big boy with a driveway and a garage and a basement <laughs> and a kitchen, like grown ass adult house. 
for what I was paying for a 10 by 10 studio in right. LA. Like it just, I couldn't do it anymore. So I had enough of a career and Atlanta was big enough that I could do that. And now with the self tape, like you were saying, like I could make the move. Now I live in Nebraska. I followed my girl uh, because I have enough of a flexible career that I still am getting giant auditions. And I said this now, if you're listening to that podcast, I think I brought this up on that right. podcast. I brought up the flashpoint paradox is it sucks because the bigger you get in auditions, unless you're a name, the less frequently they come. So it's kind of a odd yeah. juxta like dichotomy. And so, so are, are they to a point where like, well, well, we're not even going to insult Jeff with this small part. No, we only want to give him the <laughs> no. big ones. It's it's a catch twenty two because you set your own glass ceiling and yeah. so like me and the eight this sounds so pompous but me and the agent and the manager go okay so are we do are we no more this you know bodyguard number three yeah. it's like yeah I'm kind of sick of that that's I have enough of you know with my military and I've been good with my money I have enough that I don't need those jobs well, for you're, income you're like six six are you you're like a tree of a man <laughs> yeah so yeah so that's I would always get those jobs and it's like. I didn't come to like go to Hollywood to play bodyguard number three for a 10 year career, you know? Yeah. And with that physique does come the catch 22 that at the same time, the only roles that exist for those are the big dumb giants. Like that's why I was able to audition for reacher when it came out. Cause they yeah. wanted a new face and they wanted a giant person. And there's not a lot of six foot six people that can, I think I can decently act. They can also act. And, but the catch only too, like, uh, I touched on, I think in another podcast was that if you're not a known, most of the people and the heroes that are on the established TV shows and movies are all like five foot six, yeah. maybe seven. Right. Yeah. So, so then they you don't want to come in and have, next to them. Yeah. Yeah. So unless I'm playing the Dolph Lundgren character in Rocky four, there's, there's very little casting for that because the standard, right. the, the template has been set for the show. Like when I was on seal team, it was just a bunch of people like, you know, normal size and then jeff so is this kind of like it just they don't even make goofy. phone books anymore travis so yeah they don't yeah on? so that's the other thing like that a perfect example of war stories i was on vice with christian bale i had like a two weeks on to shoot that and i like it's a great paycheck and the first day we went up to get in frame with christian bale and he's not a short guy he's like six one i think yep. when he's playing dick cheney there's this giant white space above his head to get my head in the shot with him and artistically it, the shot looked like, sh it looked like crap to get me in the shot. It looked, did look weird. Right. And so they're not going to put Christian Bale in a box. Right. So like, uh, who wants his job? You go away. <laughs> yeah, the other, you this, so this other guy, so I still had the two weeks of pay, but I sat in a trailer for two weeks. Yeah. I was just like, oh, that sucks. I lost all my lines. I lost you, all my screen. Did time. you at least, did you at least get, uh, to be yelled at by Christian Bale for fucking something up? I will. Oh, God. I wanted that. <laughs> I was so like, great. how can I piss him off? I want him to go Terminator <laughs> on me. Needle, needle, needle. Um, he didn't, he was, it was weird because you would think he'd be all like pompous and he's like, I'm playing Dick Cheney. I don't want to get out of my little, whatever I'm doing. My yeah. Oh, that's right. The Dick Cheney movie. I forget. Yeah, about exactly. That. And he was yeah. so polite. He like, we were behind state yeah. backstage getting ready to do like action and go on to the set or whatever. And he introduced himself. Like, he's like, hi, I'm Christian. Yeah. How are you today? I'm, I'm like, I'm good. Good. I just like, I didn't don't speak until you're spoken to kind right. of thing. I didn't yeah. want to be the new guy. <laughs> he was very pleasant. So I think he just had a really crappy day. He might have a little Hollywood entitlement. I don't know. But I think there was a perfect storm of hell that day on Terminator, yeah. <laughs> and they happened to be recording it. And uh, oh yeah, no, so that, that was wasn't just... the whole story. Some some other things happened. Yeah, that isn't it oh, yeah, funny yeah, how yeah. that happens? Somebody just happens yeah, to be recording yeah, on yeah. a day he's an asshole, and not yeah, on the day exactly. that he like bought everybody a fucking donut or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like yeah, the Tom Cruise explosion, moment. you know, <laughs> yeah, like right. Exactly. Yeah. I legitimately, and I'm, I say this not like vanilla and whitewashing what I'm saying here, but like. He had a point. Like oh, he's sure. like one of the 100%. only studios making a movie while there's, you know, people are completely out of work. Right. Yeah. So whether he agrees or disagrees or whatever, he's like, quit effing around. We got to play right. this damn game to make money and give yeah. these people jobs. Well, Chris, Chris, Christian like, Bale probably had about... a point too. You know, if the he guys probably did. I mean, yeah, while exactly. he's trying to act. I get yeah. It. yeah, you don't know the background. To it's that. hard like... to play. It's kind of hard to play pretend in yeah. his defense. Right. With people doing jumping jacks in front of you while it's you're like, trying yeah, to do I'm fighting scenes. imaginary robots, man. Exactly. Can you, can you calm he's down busy, back He's there? busy like trying to. But here's the other thing. Now, here I'll defend this. I also have seen people in literal real world life and death situations in like true, if I make these bad decisions, somebody will die experiences. Right. And they're much more calm, cool, and collected. <laughs> so why when you're an artsy, fartsy, actor, pactor guy, 
are you allowed to just treat people like yeah i've no. never seen those two explosions i've never seen anywhere else it's because they don't know any different right like if you're in yeah. both of the in both of those people's cases they've been acting since they were very young so they sure. like yeah, yeah they've never been they're yeah, not this is their world yeah, yeah. Je jeff we, we we've talked about this plenty of times where if you talk about a christian bale and you talk about a tom cruise those aren't real people right <laughs> yeah like i mean they're, yeah. they're straight up not real regular like they don't live real lives they don't they know what our, yeah they don't know the real world literally movie star right. lives so yeah. they 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 behave way different than yeah than, than we would there's a story and it's so it's like three degrees of separation here but i remember a story from an acting professor i worked that i was in his class and he's telling me he was on set with like dicaprio something of, of that caliber and he was sure. also it, it was somebody from like childhood actor and i guess he spilled a carafe of milk or something and he looked at it like complicated algebra was happening. He, <laughs> like didn't, he didn't know, know, he what, didn't to know what to do. He didn't know like, hey, tip it up, grab a paper towel. Like he just looked at like, uh, and he just shut down. I was like, that just that where's that the story, person that cleans and, this? Yeah, yeah where's exactly. Where's where are my people? <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't. I I'm sure. And so yeah, it's such a dis just dissociated vacuum yeah. of, of reality well and that's there's no way thing. to be normal that's the thing too is like i think about you know like forgive the the male in me when i talk about like lusting over somebody like karen gillen right like we've yeah. seen i've seen her in like a million things and then i'll see her in instagram and i see these like weird pictures at like weird garden parties like normal people are not you know it's yeah. all just like a veneer of like yeah. celebrity and i'm like oh that's disheartening that's but not, of course of course yeah. that's the life those people are living <laughs> yes when i i like i call it like the michael jackson syndrome like you take somebody like to me he's a fascinating social psychological experiment because he was so isolated in that disreality bubble we're talking about right. for so long right at such a young age, his brain wasn't experiencing the real world in such a way so it could mature and evolve and adapt and grow like our brains with experiences. Right. So he had it. I truly think he had a child's mind. Yeah. Like he didn't understand. And so like he was so deficient in maturation that he couldn't function in the real world, Jeff, don't let you think alone it, have kids. Don't you think right? it's crazy that we can't go tour his Neverland? I would pay good money to go just walk around that place. Why did that not happen? You probably yeah. still you probably still could because he had lost Neverland years before. I know, passed. but now I think they sold it. It's it's done now. Did you've seen the, any, I don't even know who owns it. You've seen the pictures like, though, right? Yeah. Like, well, when, like some when some weirdos like broke in and took weird pictures. Yeah, and took, oh, really? like, they took amazing uh, pictures. Like there was when when it was Is kind it all of like in, dilapidated and like boarded up? Yeah. Uh, Cuz even when he was alive, kinda, he stopped going there, I think. Yeah. Right, cuz he lost it and then somebody took it over so then it was just kind of shuttered for a while, but it wasn't like a, a it, it wasn't like it was like overgrown or anything. It was just like it's, you know, it had sat empty for a while. So yeah. Bubbles of the Chimps cage was empty and all that kind of stuff, you know. So that has like a the, weird depressing like just going across <laughs> this cage with like overgrown ivy and like maybe a a, a monkey diaper <laughs> just yeah, sitting right. in the corner like yeah. with like sad fit like uh, violin music in the background. Bringing up Michael Jackson is probably the best opportunity I'm going to get to shoehorn in asking you about bodyguarding for the Korean guys. The Oh god. Yeah, that's Cuz that that's happens. Forced, but it'll work. You, you you were a bodyguard for what, what what's BTS. the big BTS? Yeah. Oh, that K-pop group? Yeah, there was pictures. How do you guys like, know of them? They I, I Travis, like it's they, the internet man. <laughs> their pictures came out, and like the BTS army yeah. found Jeff because, yeah. like, he was in the background. They're like, "Oh, we love Jeff now." Not because so much that. The deeper truth to that story is, is I didn't know who they were. Like a great covert agent, I <laughs> came like, like the worst Green Beret ever. I didn't do any homework when I got the job. I was like, okay, they're banned from Korea. I don't know who so, these people like, are. So like somebody you know called you and said, hey, you want um, somebody in the little former community? People were like, oh, Jeff Bosley's in. Um, like they're looking like the the hiring people for BTS. They were a little out of whack. They actually were hiring it like they were doing an audition. They're like, we want bodyguards that are six foot six, former special forces, Navy SEAL guys, and we need images of them. They didn't care about like, we don't has this want guy ever done no like, credentials at all. No credentials. They're like, like, so like that was fascinating to me. And I luckily fit the bill of little Navy, Navy SEAL pretty boy that actually has some sort of soft resume. 
And so I got the cut because that's who they were looking for. And they knew I dabbled it, played in the industry. So they knew yeah. I kind of got the game of going to a set and going to Ellen or whatever. <laughs> so that it was just a, a guy who knew a guy scenario. Yeah. And when they called me there, I'm like, okay, band called BTS. I don't know. I know Rob Zombie and maybe George, George Strait. That's like, yeah. that's all I know. And he, uh, I get to the airport and this makes me sound like some dumb, it, I am a dumb white boy from Idaho but I go to the international terminal of LAX where the plane gets off and it's a plane full of Koreans. I, I just was like, all right, I'm looking for, I think five or six guys. Like I just, the worst homework ever. And, uh, they start getting off and I can start seeing people. I can tell they're more of a band. They're a little bit more eccentric yeah. and all that. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is them. And I could tell by the crowd, which blew my mind. Cause I honestly, now in retrospect, I was like, this felt like I was in a Michael Jackson concert. Like <laughs> right. the LAX was pulsating. I was like, we're all going to die here. We are so <laughs> understaffed for this. <laughs> like we are not prepared for what, and I, this is where I was like, this is bigger than I thought it was. And I kind of see him. I'm like, okay, that, that's gotta be band guy. They're like, they don't care, but they told us not to worry about the entourage and all their makeup people. They, they yeah. told us that. And I was like, all right, just, cool, just save the important ones. Focus yeah. on the targets. Yeah. yeah. Let, yeah. Let and the makeup go, people get smoked. It's not a big and deal. And that's what I did is <laughs> I counted them off at the time. I knew how many there were. And I kind of cut who I thought was a, a straggler entourage person. I kind of body checked him cause it was getting a little nuts. And it happened to be one of the band members, like one of the BTS musicians. <laughs> they were out of file in line. <laughs> I knocked him on his ass because he was wearing his shoes like some little flippy floppy. Like he didn't have his shoes tied and he was stepping on the heel. So he's kind of shuffling out like a teenager, you know. Yeah. And I checked him and knocked him to the ground. Oh, and no. so, of course, Twitter lost their mind. They're like, who is that Rick Grimes looking mother effer that killed our... <laughs> like they lost their mind. Do you know which and one so, you hit, Jeff, just for reference? Um. Jun starts with a J. Oh yeah, that one. Jun, he's like he's the youngest looking one of all of them. Oh, okay. They all look really young, obviously. <laughs> of but course, they, the one you had to knock down was yeah, the it was the littlest boy. kid. But, but then I, the big, but then I saw like easily a foot and a half taller than all of them. I saw like they came back six months later, and I saw people asking you, Jeffrey, are you gonna be with BTS yeah. again? It was like. That no. was the only reason my social media got grow a growth was because they followed me after that. And we like I used Twitter and all that as actually like counter psyops while they were here. I was like, can't wait to go to Ellen today. And there'd actually be crowds of thousands at Ellen, but we were actually going over to somebody else's thing. So I was like, I'm just gonna abuse this for all it's worth. Sure. But then I played the game. I'm still genuine, but I was playing the game. And then I was like, the next time they came in town, I was like, I actually need to use this to my advantage because we were so understaffed. I'd kind of learned my lesson. Right. And I recruited some of their more like stable fans <laughs> to help set a human barricade. And so like we did interact. And um, now I still to this day, if I go to like message requests on on like your on uh, Instagram DMs, like the yeah. third folder constant korean like all sorts of stuff will you say hi to us say we love them please say hi i'm like guys i, I well that's, like travis that's i kind of i kind of can relate to that a little bit because i said on twitter that i liked the movie rrr once yeah and the indians won't leave me alone they're yeah, so excited that i liked rrr and they, they shouldn't be excited because that movie's great and everybody should like it Exactly. Yeah, that's like that's like mentioning crypto on Twitter. Yeah, it's like act, you, it's act like, like you've been here before, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there was a point. I don't remember what it was, but it was during their visit because we took them down to like the uh, the iHeart, like some giant music awards in Vegas. And like this is where I, 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 I still to this day am floored by their their level of. Isn't that bananas? Isn't that bananas? Well, like they how, called like, J-Lo. groups got crazy. Yeah, that, that's what threw my mom, blew me away is because like they're calling off like a roster. Like they're like, and we'd like to welcome J-Lo and, and like the dome we're at in Vegas. I can't yeah. remember where we we're at, which uh, venue. It's shaking. I'm like, okay, it feels like a monster truck rally. Then they said, and we have a special performance by BTS. I thought the building was going to come down. Like they didn't care about J-Lo. <laughs> they didn't care about a single musician there. That whole building was vibrating like wow. a Bigfoot rally. And that's where I was like, wow, this is beyond. I props kids like i just was blown away yeah, and good job. i would just tweet stuff and i would just like the things like you see like trump or famous people on twitter i just watched the numbers roll because people were following me just during that event they just i'd see the heart just roll like the numbers go through the roof and that's how i think i got verified at one point because so many fake accounts came out <laughs> after that i got my little blue check mark because it's a bts that's, <laughs> it's so crazy to me like i understand like how popular they could be in their portion of the world, but the fact that that spread to America, like the 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 K-pop, yeah, it's and it crazy. was the it's crazy range of fans. You work your ass off to do all the things that you've done, and then like uh, you, you you get the blue check because 
you happened to yeah. walk behind you, the K-pop you, band you, once. You quote unquote protected Jung from yeah, exactly. BTS. <laughs> I had to protect Knocked it from his ass cells. down to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is welcome like... to America, son. <laughs> this ain't I, was Korea, buddy. By, I was baffled by like their fan base. Like it would be some middle aged white woman. It'd be somebody you would assume like as far as their like race and their age. Like it was the spectrum. I, I you couldn't predict who would attack them. Like it was, it was, That's it was definitely an exercise in better research, Bosley. <laughs> like, <laughs> hard, it's hard to profile people when they all look different. <laughs> I, yeah, definitely. That was not possible. I couldn't even profile the band, right? <laughs> I have so many more things just, I want to ask you about. Yeah. We were just, yeah, bolted, seriously, so. email me and we'll just, we'll do a sequel like ASAP. Cool. Cool. Like man. really? Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I'm living in Nebraska, so I got like no knee. I'm Ooh, yeah. a lot well, of I, I know time. we're keeping you up past your bedtime. So, oh, yeah. This, this Thanks, was a rarity uh, as, as you, <laughs> we've been together long enough. This is like two hours past my bedtime. Let me ask you, Jeff, what do you do in Nebraska? What do you do? Um, Carn? This is a deep psychological answer, but the short version is, um, I had this tidal wave of inertia of, of going a million miles an hour from special forces to firefighting to the eight, nine years in Hollywood, just going a million miles an hour. Yeah. And then I met Betty and we have this great life here. Uh, her job is here. That's why what brought us to Nebraska. And I can flex because of whatever career I got. Of course. And self tapes. Uh, and then that wave of tidal wave of like going a million miles an hour. And those last three careers have just kind of hit me and finally washed up on the beach. So more or less every day I wake up, I work out and I just kind of sit on the couch going, all right. <laughs> now what? <laughs> I have this proverbial what the F almost well, every day for nine hours book, a day. There's that book I wanted to read. I guess I could. Oh, nah. I'm crushing books. But, man, there's, yeah, this self-reflection crap, man. I got to go get distracted for another decade. I This is bull crap. Now I know why all my Green Beret brothers are like, what do I do after I get out? I'm just yeah. like, I had to just get, I'll get coked out on nine careers and stay distracted. <laughs> yeah. But I don't and do now, much other than this weird forced respect, like self-reflection. That's the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Don't ever tap into our home video cameras. It won't be anything entertaining. Trust me. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff is just pacing with a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smoking a non-existent cigarette. <laughs> get into whittling or something. I was about to say, it sounds like you need to take up golf or fishing or something. Uh, yeah, that's the thing is I, I now have like time. Like I was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I started taking classes, you know, just there like, you go. I started be, uh, going back to jujitsu, but I forgot. I, well, I knew I had like two torn rotator cuff tendons. So <laughs> as as soon as he started <laughs> to move Yeah, the minute your arm goes back here in jujitsu, you're like, oh, nope, 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 nope. Oh, that's so, right. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I do need to do stuff. I want to go take like, community classes. I want to go to like local theater and see if they'll let me hire me or let me work there, stuff like that. But go talk to your guest. I don't want to make their yeah, show. Yeah, we should do it again soon, man. Thank Circle you. back 100% because I want to stay set up and I got to get my money's worth out of this mic. Cool, yeah, cool, man. You, where are awesome. you guys? Thanks, man. You guys take care, man. It was Thanks, really Jeff. great seeing you guys. Thanks, yeah, be well. <laughs> take care. Take care. Thank you. That's right. I really like Jeff. Yeah, now Jeff's a good guy. <laughs> He's great. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, Travis, did you see they're making a Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game? It's the same team that made the Friday the 13th uh, game. They they put all of their resources into making the Texas Chainsaw game because they were forbidden from making any more content from that uh, Friday the 13th game. And as a matter of fact, the Friday the 13th game goes offline I believe next year. Will I not be able to play it anymore? I bought it. Yeah, I have it. I've not played it one time. Travis, we should get, we should play it. What system do you have? A uh, PS4. Oh, yeah, have... PS4. But I think with the Friday the Thirteenth game, I think it's cross platform. I have Nintendo. How do we play against each other? I think we just sign into our accounts and say, "Hey, we want to get on to uh, Gun Media's uh, oh, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth servers." I, I want to be the teenage man and I want to run away from you, and I want you to try to kill me. And, and oh, you want me to be Jason? Yeah. I also want to be the teenager because uh, oh, I, we both want to be teenage. Travis, maybe we could be teenagers, and I'll be a boy, and you can be a girl. I'll and, be a girl. I'll be the one who's like I. I usually, you know, the girls usually live. So yeah, and, and like we can run from Jason together. We can find good hiding places. That Hell yeah! Really I want to shoot an arrow through his eye. Yeah, I you know I've had that game for like two plus years, and I was so excited when I got a PS4 to play it, and then I didn't at all. So I think is the Texas Chainsaw rat. Massacre just the same game? Only now you're a Chainsaw Man instead of Jason. Yeah, well, I think it's probably pretty similar in its gameplay, but I I think knowing Gun Media the way that they treated, um, 
the Friday the Thirteenth game where they were. I know they were fans, so they did a lot of content from the movies, uh, and all of their DLC was like. Uh, new Jason patches, new characters from the movies. I would imagine that they'll probably do the same thing from uh, Texas Chainsaw, which will probably make it feel very similar to the motion pictures. We should talk to those guys, Travis. We should be their friends. Yeah, I've heard uh, interviews with them, and they seem pretty cool. Uh, like, they really enjoyed it. I, I actually... I heard an interview from them right after the lawsuit shut down any new uh, downloadable content for Friday the 13th. And they were fucking bummed because they had a <laughs> lot of they had a lot of developers working on really cool shit. What, what's uh, the lawsuit? Like, did they not have permission to do it in the first place? No, they had complete permission. But uh, there was a lawsuit between Victor Miller, who was the writer of uh, Friday the 13th and Sean Cunningham and his studios which is the director of the original Friday the 13th and the producer of all the subsequent Friday the 13th. So they got permission from somebody, but maybe not the right person. They got permission from the right people at the time. And then the lawsuit kind of just shut that down where no Friday the 13th content could be made anymore. Um, And now I think that the lawsuit is pretty well settled. Um, because they do have a new Friday the 13th prequel series coming out called uh, Crystal Lake. Um, but, uh, I think like that kind of pretty much series. Yeah. It's a television series. I can't recall what network or who it's for, uh, but it's Brian Fuller. I believe he was the guy who, uh, made the Hannibal series and a bunch of other really quality TV. Um, and yeah, so there's like a prequel series coming out. I don't know exactly what the prequel series is. Nobody really does. It was just announced, uh, probably six months ago. Um, but yeah, I think the lawsuit pretty much just shut down any movement on the game so then that developing team had to move on to something else um and they they're losing the license i believe uh end of next year huh well yeah no i i i played that game a couple times it's it's hard to get enough people to play so you end up just sitting there for a while um, yeah, because <clears throat> I got on it well, way late. <laughs> yeah oh, of course right like this is way after everybody's into it and, and that's the thing is like it's an online only game, right? Like, so people have to be in there. Like, there's no, I don't think there's any like single player campaign, really, right? Travis, I love Brian Fuller. He's done a lot of stuff I really like. Yeah, of course he does. He made yeah, De- yeah. Dead Like Me, which I loved. He made that Wonderfall show, which is great. Yep. He did Pushing Daisy. Brian Fuller fucks, Travis. Yeah, he's amazing. Like, he's made a lot of quality television. Yeah, I, I thought that uh, that name sounded familiar, and I looked him up, and yeah, no, Brian Fuller's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't so watch Hannibal. Should I watch Hannibal? I also didn't watch Hannibal, and and I don't know why, because everywhere I turn, people are like, you should watch Hannibal. It's amazing, especially for network television, because I believe it was on NBC, and Anytime anybody references it, they say, I can't believe what they got away with on network television. Huh. And I still I still haven't watched it. And I have Peacock. I would imagine it's on Peacock. Well, yeah, because I think that I remember when that show premiered. I was like, well, why would I give a fuck about a TV show about Hannibal Lecter? But yeah, and apparently I've, it's amazing. I've liked everything else this guy's done. So why wouldn't I like this? And it's got Mads Mikkelsen as uh, Hannibal Lecter. So. And I'm, I might like it. But I might also think it's a piece of shit, but who cares? Just watch right. a couple episodes and see. Give it a shot. I've watched plenty of other shit that I was like, man, why did I watch this? Travis, I watched why, an why episode did I watch of, all 10 episodes of Stars <laughs> on Mars yesterday. <laughs> they kicked uh, McLovin off of Mars, Travis. Mc, <laughs> McLovin wanted to be on Mars. And uh, 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 Natasha Legero said, I'm sorry, McLovin, but you're not mission critical. Yeah, man. I just burned through all 10 episodes of Barbecue's Showdown Season 2 in like two days. So why yeah. can't I give an hour to Hannibal? <laughs> we don't have standards, Travis. <laughs> no. like It's whatever's convenient at the time. And all of these like critically acclaimed audience favorite shows that I've heard suggested to me over and over and over again, I was like, Nah, I'll turn on Love Island. <laughs> I still haven't watched Breaking Bad, but yeah, I'm going to watch Stars on Mars. No problem. <laughs> What's this new singing show? I don't need to watch The Sopranos. <laughs> Travis, I, my pick of the week, it's, it's not, not great. But what I can tell you is uh, I just heard 
an announcement that Queens of the Stone Age are going on tour with the Viagra Boys. And that is, that's a pretty great double bill, Travis. I think I'm going to have to go see that that concert because have you listened to the viagra boys travis i've never even heard of the viagra boys because i like the viagra boys they're they're a fun band they're kind of like butt rock travis you like butt rock what's that mean like a like a monster magnet kind of stoner dudes like kind of clutch clutch is kind of butt rock why is that a term? What does butt rock mean? I don't know. I've heard it used and I want to be cool. Butt uh, rock seems like it would be like rock and roll for people who don't want to get out of the seat in the audience. Okay. I'm that for sure. <laughs> That's why you like to go to those special engagements of the Smashing Pumpkins where nobody under 40 years old is there and you like to just, everybody just likes to sit and and politely clap after the song is over. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to go watch the show and I want to sit the fuck down. He goes to work on his computer. He thinks about his gun at home. One day he's going to be a shooter. He's going to bring his gun to work. He thinks about the ones who run him. They're cool, Travis. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That with Queens of the Stone Age, that would be a great show. You I do like Queens of the Stone Age. You, you, what I would imagine, Travis, is I'm just going to go there and I'm going to uncontrollably just pump my pelvis. Oh, sure. You know, I'm yep. going to stand up and I'm just going to jut it out. I'm not going to be able to help myself. I'm trying to fuck this music right out of the air. <laughs> Travis, pick of the week. Yeah, Travis's pick of the week this week. Uh, I've been revisiting a lot of older movies that I've seen, specifically in the horror genre. Um, mostly because I can't be bothered to watch anything new really anymore. Just like we talked about, I'd rather watch, uh, Brooklyn nine, nine for the 15th time. Uh, just because I just can't, I can't pay attention anymore. Really. I can't like if, unless I know it's going to be good, I just like, ah, you know, um, but anyway, so, uh, so are you, are you just checking your phone or are you actually engaged with what you're watching? Are you just I'm actually, sitting I'm there like a zombie? No, I'm typically engaged with what I'm watching unless it's not engaging, right? Like, so, like, I'll watch something new and I'll be a half hour into it and it's like not captured me. So then I'll just like, oh, what's going on my eBay account? Uh, What's somebody say on Twitter? And then it's like, oh, something happened, but did I really care? And then sometimes I'll fall asleep and it was like not interesting enough for me to go back and watch the last 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, there was never a time in the past where I would like, if I fell asleep during a movie, which I never did, I would always go back and try to f- see what the resolution was. Right. Like nowadays, there's just so much shit out there that I right. like turn it on and I'm like, I fall asleep. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't care enough about the first hour. Certainly don't care about the last half hour. So who yeah, gives a that, shit? that's kind of the curse of these days is like there's so much content, too much. And a it's lot of much. it is really bad. That fucking Ben Affleck, Robert Rodriguez movie, Travis horrible i will watch the fuck out of that because i've heard nothing but awful things about it so bad travis it's so bad (laughs) like you can almost not believe how bad it is the new fast and the furious travis i love the fast and the furious movies that movie sucked yeah that movie sucked out loud and that's crazy right like when you talk about established filmmakers and stars making motion pictures that are just horrendous. Like what you can't trust anything anymore. Yeah, no, right? and my like, my standards are trash. I love all those Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, but of course. this one was really, really dumb. It yeah. made no sense. It was so stupid, and like it's like they didn't even try. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, we got Rodriguez, we got Ben Affleck. It's like they. Just set $200 million on fire for fun. Yeah. like It's yeah. like the writer's strike started two years ago when they needed to turn in something for this movie. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like there's just so much content. It's so hard to find anything that's worth a shit, right? Like you turn it on and your watch is like, God damn it. Why did I just waste an hour? That's why I pretty much exclusively watch things that are an hour and a half because if it's terrible <laughs> it was only an hour and a half hour yeah. 20 minutes and i turn on something that's two hours and 20 minutes it's like 
motherfucker. I just spent two hours and 20 minutes watching this piece of shit. And it didn't even have a payoff. <laughs> so anyway, uh, my pick of the week this week is uh, is is an oldie uh, low budget uh, genre flick that I really enjoyed. Uh, I flipped it back on. I think it was on Tubi. Uh, Tubi is a great uh, streaming service for, it. you know, it's free. There's a lot of really good content on there if you can deal with commercials, which I totally can because my Hulu has commercials because I'm too cheap to pay the extra five bucks. Um, but ATM uh, starring uh, Alice Eve, Josh Peck, and some blonde guy that I've seen before. But I don't, don't think I've ever seen name. ATM, Travis. It's really good. So like uh, it starts out this this blonde guy who I don't know is like into Alice Eve. You know, Alice Eve from She's Out of My League, which is one of the greatest movies of all time. She's so the main good. blonde gal in that. She's that main blonde girl that Jay Baruchel is like banging. It was just so hot. So anyway, like I don't uh, think I've this, seen her in anything else, Travis. This is exciting. Yeah, she, she was in a Star Trek movie, I believe, and then this ATM movie I know. But so this blonde guy, they work in the same office building. There's a Christmas party. Uh, the blonde guy's best friend is Josh Peck from uh, Drake and Josh uh, fame. Um, so he gets all fucked up. He the blonde guy is trying to make out with Alice Eve, so they've never really talked besides work thing. Uh, they decide to go out for like late coffee or late dinner or something. But Josh Peck's wasted, needs a ride home, and the blonde guy was his ride home. But then the Josh Peck like wants some pizza. He's like, I want some pizza. I'm hungry for pizza. And the guy's like, Ah, fuck you. And Josh Peck's like, Yeah, get it for me. And the blonde guy's like, Okay, we'll get pizza. And the Josh Peck's like, I ain't got no cash. They don't take cards. He's like, Ah, oh, fuck. We got to stop in the ATM. So it's an ATM that's in a little building, right? So it's like an in the building ATM. Okay. And they all go in this little building and they park too far away and they look outside after they get their money and there's this weird motherfucker in a parka. And they're like, uh, what's this motherfucker doing? It's two in the morning. And they're like, let's just go out there. And they're like, nah, what, what, if, what if something happened? What, this guy seems fucked up. So then one of the guys tries to go out and the guy comes. And it looks like he's going to attack him. He beats the shit out of other people. They're locked in this ATM. They can't get the fuck out. This guy's a killer. He's a murderer killer. And they can't get out of the ATM. And it's uh, the struggle to try to uh, escape the ATM building with this killer outside. Is it's this an a hour li- and a half. Is this a little bit like uh, that Steve Zahn movie with the truck driver? It sounds a little bit like the Steve Zahn movie with the truck driver. Are you talking about Joyride with Joyride? Joyride. Travis, Joyride. That movie's great. That movie fucks. Is it Joyride-esque? It's Joyride-esque. It's got the same tone, okay. but it's all set in the exact same spot, right? So like Joyride, they bounce around from hotel and there's a candy cane, candy cane, candy cane bring you know me that made pink like, champagne. You know they made like six sequels to Joyride, Travis? Yeah. <laughs> they made so many sequels, I had not seen even one of them because how good could they possibly be? They're probably <laughs> so, not good, but what if they're great? Well, uh, I guess that's the chance I'm willing to take. It's the same reason I didn't watch, watch the uh, five sequels stuff from Dust Till Dawn. How many sequels from Dust? There's a bunch of sequels to that, too? I think there's three sequels to, from Dust Till Dawn. No, none with any of the people, though. Mm-mm. It's just a bunch not, of random. Not a one. No, yeah, not a one. I think, uh, actually, I think uh, the T-1000 is in one of the sequels. Oh. Robert Patrick. Travis, that, that's going to be my mission for this week. I'm going to watch ATM, and I'm going to watch Joyride 2. <laughs> Good luck finding it, buddy. <laughs> Actually, no, it's probably on Tubi. <laughs> there's so much garbage on Tubi, it's unbelievable. But there's also some great shit on Tubi. It's That's a great streaming service. If people don't have... You know what? Fuck it. ATM's not my pick of the week. Tubi is my pick of the week. If you don't have Tubi on your streaming device, download Tubi. There's tons of good movies and there's tons of... It's too late, Travis. Your pick of the week is ATM because I'm not (laughs) cutting all that out. (laughs) All right. All right. Guys, we did it. Uh, There's there's a lot coming up. Uh, Yeah, man. And thanks to Jeff Bosley for coming back. We're we're definitely going to have him back very soon because uh, we... Our chat got cut short and i think we could have talked to him for yeah. much longer so. the, the guy lives a crazy life travis and then we did 20 minutes on dc movies yeah <laughs> we're like hey jeff we just we know you got a lot going on but let's talk about uh the flash 
Yeah, isn't the Flash going to be good? <laughs> Guys, uh, bye. for listening to this installment of WFOD. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth. Please take a moment to tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, or any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. Music featured in this episode is by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Check him out at whitebataudio.com. You can contact us with comments or questions by phone at 636 636- 487 hand or by email at mike at wfodix.com travis at wfodix.com or drunk at wfodix.com special thanks as always to our patreon sponsors jim chadman brian kranz liquid lozenge valerie carpenter jay adson and rabbit poundings if you want early access to episodes you can support the show at patreon.com slash wfodix our entire catalog can be found at WFODshow.com, or you can find our feed of the latest episodes on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, or wherever else fine podcasts are found. Check us out on social media, WFOD Show on Twitter and Instagram, WFODix on Facebook and YouTube. We will return next week, but really, we're never gone. Take care.